1: Were you silent or were you silenced?
2: Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kercher. And
3: I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to I See Why I. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel, as it is
2: just about Thanksgiving, I feel compelled to ask, what is the one food that has to be on your Thanksgiving table or the meals a bust?
3: Oh, definitely in my house, cornbread dressing.
2: Oh my God,
3: I... <laughs> I'm not going home for Thanksgiving this year and I'm kind of really upset because
2: that's all I want. (laughs) What about you? I'm about to just commit sacrilege and say that in my house, there's nothing we love more than the bagged, pre-made Pepperidge Farm stuffing that you rip and dump and throw in some butter and stock. (laughs) It tastes like my childhood. I will die on this hill. Man, I love me some Pepperidge Farm.
3: Okay, honestly, we love what we love. It's like how like the cranberry canned sauce is better than any homemade shit that anyone's going to make. Like, give me that that stuff with the ridges from the tin can in it, you know?
2: Precisely. And I do recognize that my love of pre-bagged, pre-cubed stuffing is not real stuffing. It's an item unto its own. It's like how Velveeta's not cheese. Mm-hmm. But I love it anyway. Now that we're nice and hungry, today on the show, we're actually throwing a Friendsgiving Minus the food, because we know uh, y'all do not like it when we make extraneous mouth noises. Hashtag Watergate. Uh, and also... <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're not calling it. Water, not Watergate. <laughs> the episode where we drank a lot of water, people did not like that. So we're having a Friendsgiving, minus the food. Uh, extra minus the colonialism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Extremely minus the colonialism. <laughs> I feel like so much of covering internet culture is unfortunately or fortunately it's fun but it does require talking about the bad and dumb stuff online in a given week so today we're going to do the complete opposite and talk about some of the things on this here world wide web we're actually thankful for
3: and since the friendsgiving wouldn't be complete without friends we have invited two of our internet friends onto the show we have got buzzfeed culture writer and host of cbc's pop chat Al mahmood and Christina Grace Tucker, who co-hosts the podcast, Unfriendly Black
2: Hotties, and is a writer at Autostraddle.
3: They're joining us at our metaphorical table and talking turkey.
2: We will be back with Elamine and Christina, who are gonna give you all a little gift because they are delightful after a short break, so don't go anywhere. All right, we are back at our Friendsgiving table with Christina Tucker and Elamin abdal Welcome.
4: Hey. Hey.
3: We're here to talk about 2021, which is somehow almost over, but I'm going to ask a very hard question, which is, what's the first meme of 2021 that you remember?
4: I guess we'd have to be, we did it, Joe, because that's how the year started. Um, yep. And so... I, even though that was like a November of 2020 meme, I feel like it really came into being when the inauguration happened. So I'm going to say we did it, Joe, it was the earliest meme I remember.
3: Um, Elamine, I feel like my first meme is also inauguration based. It's the the Bernie meme. Uh, oh, yes. But yes. Christine, I, I want to ask you, what's the first meme of 2021 that you remember?
1: I do think it is the Bernie meme. I think it, now that I think back on it and asking me to think back to the beginning of 2021, 21 is so hateful. I'm so Um, sorry. (laughs) So long ago. But I I do think it was Bernie. I think that's the first thing I remember is that Mm -hmm. old man just Photoshopped (laughs) in that chair in every ding dang (laughs) damn location on the earth. And the mittens. The mittens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mine is not inaugural at all.
1: Okay, I brave.
2: Just, uh, I'm going to say a lyric to you and I'm going to transport you, which is <gasps> Soon may the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum.
1: Yeah. I mean, one day until the tongue is done, we'll simply have to take our leave and go. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. A banger, oh. frankly. Y'all dropping <laughs> bars
4: right now. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Wellerman did have like a. St- absolute chokehold on me and one could argue maybe still does.
4: <laughs> it was like this period of time where like it was like the Wellerman and then like as he was coming down we got like Olivia Rodrigo. Like he was like he just sort of like, like crisscross right at that same moment. Big yeah. month. Big month for everybody. Big month. Let's
2: talk trends a little bit. Elamine, was there a trend that popped up in 2021 that you uh liked and hope sticks around?
4: I'd like now that my people have gotten better um at this particular challenge and they're no longer out here hurting themselves, I would like to sort of do the milk crate challenge all over again. Like the first period of time, I was like, y'all are acting reckless. Everybody's getting hurt. Are your arms okay? Are your backs okay? Are people going to the hospital over this? I'm very concerned. But I feel like we've now mastered the milk crate. I feel like we now understand the mechanisms that make the milk crate such a dangerous thing. And so I'd like us to have a go at it again and see see how we do this time around.
3: I'm down for that, Christina. What about you?
1: <laughs> I feel like this year I've noticed a resurgence—not maybe not a resurgence, but a an additional content that is for me MILF content. And I feel like the teens are into MILF content in a way that I'm like. First of all, I I was kind of here first, so let's let you guys tap <laughs> the brakes. Just like also because the people. The people that they are like, this is a milf. I'm like, Elizabeth Olsen is 32 years old. So, like, what? (laughs) What do we mean? But I do think it's beautiful that this, you know, this thing that has been what someone could call my brand um, has been really taken over this last year. And I think that's a really gorgeous thing.
2: What is your favorite thing that happened on the internet
1: this year? I do think that Oprah silenced that moment. Were you silent or were you silenced? The way it was just one of those pure things, everyone was like, this is funny from this interview, and then just slowly watching it get turned into meaning anything and everything. Someone, you know, quote tweeting you on private, was I silenced? Like, who knows? Like, there were just so many avenues that that little meme traveled down, and it was just a thrill, and it was a real reason that we all have to remember that Oprah is the goat for a reason.
3: (laughs) She remains iconic. I mean, she's given us so much. That hand gesture, I feel like it's like the the growth one from Insecure, where you don't even exactly. have to say anything anymore. Like, you're
1: just like... Silenced. hmm Beautiful.
3: <laughs> Beautiful. Rachel, what's yours? I gotta say, the Twilight Renaissance that happened this <laughs> year... <laughs> And by Twilight, I mean the Twilight Saga, which I think was inspired by Midnight Sun, the, the new book, and also the movies being put on Netflix. But just the proliferation of Twilight content. Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Mayer has given us so much, and I don't think we've
2: properly thanked her for it.
4: I think we have.
2: <laughs> My favorite thing is not terribly niche, but... I'm sorry, I'm still laughing about the Ever Given getting stuck in the canal. What a beautiful, how many weeks did that go on? Just a glorious time on the internet.
1: Three months. As far
4: as I know, it's still stuck in there because I actually like refuse to believe that it has been unstuck. Like that's just, the story keeps on giving, you know?
1: It was really quite a time. It just got stuck. Like it literally was just like a big ship got stuck. End of story. Oh no,
2: our boat, it's stuck.
4: But it's the way we're, we projected ourselves onto the ship. We're like, you know what? Same. Honestly, yeah, I feel the same way as this fucking ship stuck there. I mean, like, I don't know where I'm going with my life, and neither does the ship. And so who can relate? You know?
3: <laughs> who hasn't once interrupted international trade for three months because they made a stupid mistake? You know? Whom's among us? Yes, I imagine
1: that every tiny mistake I make has the same international <laughs> implications. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes, exactly. Did y'all know there was fanfiction written about The Boat and the Canal? I feel like I have to okay, bring this
1: up. Okay. So that's funny because every time I saw Evergiven, I did think to myself that this is a fanfic title. Like this just sounds like a like a slow burn mm-hmm. AU that hasn't been completed
0: for like 10 years.
1: <laughs> so I think that's actually incredible and I think the internet is amazing. We've gone pretty mainstream with our
3: meme taste so far, and I'm wondering if y'all have, like, a niche meme that you wish more people had seen this year? (laughs) Christina, thoughts?
1: You know, I've been really thrilled and blessed by, like, extremely online teens making fan cam videos, um... And I think for me personally, the fact that uh, they've been making morning show fan cam videos specifically mm. because of the fact that Reese Witherspoon and Juliana Margulies are allegedly dating on that program, it makes no sense. Just go with it. Um, but it's just really beautiful to see like many edits of a mediocre television set to like Dua Lipa's good in bed. It just makes <laughs> me feel like safe and like and to be clear, all fan cam vids of, of any kind of ships should be set to good in bed. It is absolutely a banger. It goes absolutely <laughs> off. It's just, it's very beautiful to see like this new, this, these teens really coming into this space and be saying, you know what? We can make deranged content about this Apple TV flagship program that no one watches.
2: Watch us. Just, just you and me, Christina. Just you and me. <laughs> just
1: holding holdin down the fort for that one.
2: <laughs> Y'all in <and> the teens. <laughs> Mine came from TikTok. I'm thinking about the fact that I can no longer hear Doja Cat's Kiss Me More without doing mm. the, like, limp wrist ding thing. Uh, and that <laughs> brings me a lot of joy. <laughs> I yeah. deeply enjoy, like, the videos on TikTok you get now of that song playing in a crowd. And all of a sudden you just watch, like, a gajillion little queer hands go up and go dink
1: community I did it recently at like a bar or something like I was I was in in conversation with somebody and then it happened and I just, my friend was like did you and I was like I, I don't know I can't be responsible for what my little gay hands do I don't know
4: Well, you know what's fucked up is like I just did it in a car like I was just like driving on my own I don't just like oh it's coming And I took my hands off the fucking steering wheel to be like, let's take a moment to recognize this contribution. I didn't realize I was doing it. And I was just like find myself doing it in the middle of like a highway. Anyway, the internet is infecting my brain is what I'm trying to say.
2: (laughs) In case that last exchange sounded like absolute nonsense to you, it's a TikTok trend uh, that begins with, it's SZA, right? Singing the verse actually. Caught dipping with your friend, you ain't even had a man lying on yet. And then the song goes... (laughs) And the joke is, if you're queer, you you drop your limp wrist in time with the tink. Wait, I'm sorry. You actually know the lyrics to that song?
3: Yeah, that was
4: I I was
2: also shocked.
4: I was like, (laughs) okay, that's a flex. But anyway. I don't
3: don't understand anything Sissa says. It's just vibes.
1: (laughs) 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 Absolutely (laughs) vibing.
2: We're having such a great time talking with you guys, but we do need to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got questions about your favorite and horniest things of 2021. More on that after the break.
5: Just go to ramp.com slash easy, ramp.com slash easy, R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
4: In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was
0: meant to.
3: And we're back with Christina and Elamine. I feel like this chat has not gotten nearly deranged enough. So what is the horniest tweet and or TikTok that you've seen this year? I'll go first because I feel like we need a little bit of time.
0: Mm. But
3: there was this TikTok trend where just people were realizing that their sexual awakening was the prince of Egypt. And we're just doing <laughs> like videos of Moses who like... I don't know if this is blasphemous. That man was hot, like
1: all of them were hot. Are you kidding yes. me? like mm-hmm. that's a hot stacked cast. Yeah, deliver me specifically. <laughs> Quite literally. Quite literally.
4: I think I think mine came from from Meach. I, I I don't even know what Meach's last name is, y'all. But anyway, Meach, a good egg. He tweeted the tweet and he was like. Wait, Big Bird is eight foot two and vaccinated, and that was the horniest thing that I've seen. Um, it was just like, really, we're having a yeah. I know, I made the same face, Rachel. I absolutely made the same face.
3: Not Big Bird. He's a child, isn't he?
1: <laughs> I don't. I mean, know. he's a Big Bird kind of. <laughs> More to the point.
3: Well, we just talked about animated
2: characters. I don't think we have a place like a life to stand oh on. God. Isn't Big Bird supposed to be, like, six years old? That's what I just said!
4: (laughs) I don't know if he is, but I know he's supposed to be eight foot two and vaccinated.
3: Big Bird's just vax-waxed and ready ready to go. All right, well, now that we're going down for that, Christina.
1: (laughs) I really can't think... I mean, honestly the first thing that came to mind was like my own deranged Twitter feed of being horny for like every woman on earth, which is mortifying. Um, but specifically Hannah Waddingham in Ted Lasso. Um, Mm. the woman is so the way she's so tall. Um, I had a lot of thoughts about her height and other attributes and the things that I would be fine with her doing to me. Um, so I think that was probably my most like horny deranged moment online and, I know my TikToks have got, have been just not for God. That's not godly, whatever's <laughs> happening in my in my likes over there. But I can't think of one that jumps to mind or that I'm willing to um, out myself as being disgusting on a podcast. What <laughs> so. I
4: what I appreciate about this is I was like, Oh, you could pick anything on Al Gore's internet as the horny thing and you're like, It was me. I did it. I'm the one who Yeah, did
1: no, it. it's me. I was yeah. the horny one, I think. I think Honestly, it was me all along. That's
2: beautiful. <laughs>
1: I can't decide
2: if mine is actually horny or, frankly, the antithesis of horny. Do you remember when Scott Galloway, who's that, like, NYU professor slash, like, marketing writer, podcaster, multi-hyphenate guy, did that insane tweet where he was like, what happened here? GameStop is about sex. Specifically, it's about how young men aren't having enough sex because young women are withholding it from them, and that's why they went all in on these insane stocks. No, I missed
1: that, day. I, Unfortunately, I'm
4: very happy that I missed that day completely.
1: Yes, Madison, I think
3: you're alone on this one. I don't remember this. This <laughs> is a
1: I, brave little boat for you to be in.
3: <laughs> May I quote? <laughs> May I quote? Please
1: do. Yes.
3: I don't. I mean, sure. <laughs> What happened here? It's about sex,
2: specifically young men not having enough sex. Sex leads to relationships, obligations, and guardrails. Don't get in fights. We need you. Don't gamble your paycheck. We need to save for a house. A bored, angry young man is the most dangerous person in the world. When countries have unemployed young men who are single, the likelihood that the country goes to war escalates. We have cut the share of wealth of young people in half in the last 30 years. Arm young men in a basement, not at work, not having sex, not forming connection with an RH account, a phone, and a stimulus, and you have the perfect storm of volatility as they wage war against the established players while squeezing the dope a bag harder and harder. My goodness. How
1: did you guys miss this?
4: I'm very sad that I missed it. It does ring
1: a bell, but I'm pretty good at being like, that is not interesting to me, so I can't see (laughs) it. (laughs) This is the most insane
2: tweet I saw all year.
4: That's unhinged. I'm so sorry that I missed that. I feel bad yeah, that's for this deeply event.
1: Deeply
2: unwell. I feel like I backwards asked this already, but do you guys have a tweet or a TikTok or a meme that is uh, likewise seared into your brain from this year?
4: Um, I like automatically at all times, every time that I close my eyes, begin to replay frame by frame, and I slow it down the oh entirety gosh. of the TikTok of the couch guy. And I'm trying to figure out if he had the phone in his hands. Or if he was handed the phone. And I'm pretty sure he was not handed the phone. But this does not matter because I have seen so many iterations of that video zoomed in, zoomed out, flipped upside down for no fucking reason. That now I just close my eyes and that's the movie. Instead of watching my own life as a movie, I'm watching that fucking movie. And I'm watching Couch Guy produce a phone from somewhere. I don't know where he produced it from. Is it his own phone? Yes. Where did it come from? I don't know. Is he happy to see her? I think so. I think he's just being shy. Do I keep thinking about it? Yes. I would like to stop thinking about this. What I'm trying to say is someone help me. Someone. I I, I need help. You've come I to the
1: wrong place. I don't, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, this is not going to get you help.
4: Damn it. Anyway, couch guy. <laughs> couch guy is the one that I keep returning to. Not voluntarily. I don't want to be like this. I just am.
2: What's the best interaction you've personally had on the internet this year?
4: I don't know. i Listen, my Twitter is just good vibes. And so I have good interactions all the time. I'm not one of those people who are out here, I don't know, antagonizing people, trying to start fights. That's not me. I watch other people's fights. I'm very interested in them. <laughs> but I have nice interactions on a daily basis. I, I So I would like to say that the the, the, the the nicest interaction I've had on the Internet this year was probably my last tweet. I didn't even know what it was. It was just probably just good vibes.
1: Um, toof. Nicest. Mm -hmm. I will have, I do have to say every time I find myself thinking about the musical Aida, Madison is also thinking about the musical Aida. And that I think is really like a beautiful space for us to like live in and bring community into the space. I just always see a tweet and then she will immediately follow up with like, Christina, I know you're about to like this. And I'm like, yeah, dog. Absolutely. That's so nice.
2: It is a story of a love that flourished in a time of hate. How could you not be thinking about that 24-7?
1: I am, it turns out. So we are just vibing (laughs) happily. I can't believe I've never thought about the musical Aida.
2: I'm thinking about it right now. Rachel, best interaction you've had this year? Other than, you know, us following each other. I was honestly gonna be a little
3: courty and say the internet brought us together oh. this year, um, but now that you fucking ruined that, I have to think of something.
4: Else. The wholesomeness—that's so sweet.
3: I'm—I now have to think of something else. I don't know. I think I said a lot of good subtweets this year. Like, I know it's supposed to be wholesome, but like, I really feel like I—I I, my subtweet game was on par. Like, it's it was it nice. was impeccable. <laughs> It is nice because I'm not, I'm not adding, like, it could be worse if you, it's, a, exactly. it's really, I'm, if you think about it and being benevolent, like, I am, they should say, they, they should say thank no. you.
1: <laughs> Hashtag, I'm with her. I totally agree. <laughs> She's running. Let's go.
2: Vote for me. <laughs> I think mine actually was relatively recently. We had a day where a bunch of people, hi, thank you, followed our show in very rapid succession. Also, at ICYMI underscore pod. Uh, The memes are good, come through. And so Rachel tweeted something like, we're so glad you're all here, but where, where the hell are you coming from? And so many people in earnest were like, I'm in Washington, D.C. I'm listening from Puerto Rico. Like, big fan from the Pacific Northwest. It was so sweet. If you're listening and that was you, it really made our day.
4: Yes, <laughs> we very much appreciated it. Hang on, I didn't know that we were allowed to be earnest in answering this question. But if we are, oh
2: yeah,
4: um, fine. I so is that your brand? Uh, yeah, but I was, was trying to dial back the earnestness, and so <laughs> to go full earnest, I have a book coming out. I have a book coming out in May. Not to plug the book, this is not about the book. But the real point is when I posted like the cover reveal and like the the pre order link. People were hyped, man. And that was just really sweet. Also because I've been writing it for a really long time and it's finally coming out. And so there was like a little bit of, oh, Elamine finally finished his book. Congratulations. But also there was just like a lot of like just good vibes and good energy. And that was, that was nice. That was a nice internet Aww, moment. I
0: love
2: yeah. that. You won't hype it, but I will. Pre-order Son of Elsewhere wherever you get your books. Oh my
4: God. Stop. Bookshop.org,
2: Go your local bookstore. <laughs> yes, do it. All right, so we've hyped Elamine's book. Elamine, Christina, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on uh, Al Gore's internet?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Al Gore's internet, tweeting constantly at C underscore Grace T. It's not well, but you knew that going in. Uh, you can also find my writing on autostraddle.com, the website, and other various places that you will find via my Twitter because I be freelancing, and who knows where all of those things live.
4: Mm. Tough to say. Mm. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. That's my home address. Like, I live in a house, but really, like, my real home address is Twitter. And my handle is Elamin88, spelled E-L-A-M-I-N-8-8. There you will find links to the dumbest shit that I have that comes across my brain. And then you will read it, and you'll be like, why did you put this out in the world? And I will say, I don't know. It just felt like a good tweet and do it's doing numbers, so don't question the strategy.
3: This was incredible. Um... <laughs> I had so much fun. My face actually kind of hurts from laughing so much. Um, we're so glad that y'all could be here.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. This was a damn blast. Thank you for inviting the chaos.
2: What is a Friends Giving if not chaos? Once again, that was Christina Tucker and Elmin Abdelmamoud. Thank you so much for being with us, guys.
3: All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. It's still free because, again, this is the season of giving, and we love to give y'all free shit. And, of course, the best way to never miss an episode is to hit that subscribe button. Please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, and the best gift for your friends this year is a subscription to IcyMI. (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions and tell us potential guests you might like on the show. And as always, you can drop us a note at ICYMI at Slate.com.
2: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. We're edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcasts. And a special shout out to Amber Smith. See you online.
3: Or at the dinner table.
2: We recently were discussing an Eminem song in which uh, the Eminem song for Venom, Venom, where the chorus is him going, Venom, which uh, shut up, shut Rachel out. didn't know <laughs> had
3: words. I just thought it was the sound. I was like, you know, the part of the sound when it goes like, mm. And <laughs> Madison was like, when he says Venom. At
0: Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with...